Today's episode is going to be all about happy habits that I've implemented into my life. I honestly feel like this is probably the best time of my life to be recording this episode, considering it's the happiest I've ever been. (laughs) Now, I feel it's appropriate to say that Although many of these habits or things I'm going to mention have worked wonders for me, they might not necessarily work for you, but hopefully this episode could be insightful in some way. Majority of the things I'm going to talk about today might be a little bit unfamiliar to people in terms of wellness habits, and most of the things I'm going to discuss are actually proven by science to increase our energy levels as well as our mental and physical well-being. So as a quick disclaimer, I think it's very important to note that I am not a scientist and most of this scientific-based information um, that I'm going to talk about today I've learned through Andrew Huberman's podcast with Dr. Samir Hattar. And Andrew Huberman is actually an American neuroscientist at Stanford who basically created this podcast trying to make science education more accessible to everyone. And specifically, his podcast is on science-based tools for healthy aging. And yeah, his whole approach is to make this knowledge more accessible to the general public. And somebody recommended his podcast to me recently. I found it so fascinating that he inspired this episode idea. So I'll definitely link the podcast somewhere in the description. But other things I might talk about today might not be um, scientifically based but are more so just things I really I really value and implement into my life because they offer me a ton of joy. And although I, I haven't really looked into it, it could be some of the more personal habits that I talk about today are actually proven to help us thrive, so <laughs> who knows? With that said, The very first habit I'm going to dive into is understanding our circadian rhythm. According to Dr. Samir Hattar, our circadian rhythm is basically our body's 24-hour cycle to help us regulate our behavioral, physical, and mental changes that happen throughout our day. And it's basically our body's biological clock that helps us regulate and perceive our sense of time through things like our light exposure throughout the day and having regular eating times. Just in simple terms, humans are not nocturnal creatures that thrive at functioning during the night and sleeping during the day. That's just not in our biological makeup. There are really incredible advantages to us that offer us a lot of energy. When we enjoy a full spectrum of sunlight throughout the day and go to sleep when the sun goes down. So biological processes 
that help regulate this circadian rhythm are, first of all, having a consistent sleep and wake cycle, and secondly, having a consistent meal time. So just eating at the same times throughout the day. The whole kind of gist of this podcast that I was listening to was that the more we are able to regulate a consistent sleep and wake cycle, meaning we go to sleep soon enough after the sun goes down and we wake up around when the sun begins to rise, the more we will be exposed to a full spectrum of daylight. And this has incredible effects on how much energy we have during the day, how happy we feel, how well we're able to learn, how our body feels, and how well we're able to metabolize foods and vitamins. So following a consistent sleep and wake time has worked absolute wonders on my daily happiness and how energized I feel each day. For me, this usually means going to bed around 9.30, 10 p.m., and waking up around 7 a.m. when the sun rises. It is unbelievable how much having a consistent sleep and wake cycle will transform your life. One of the key things they were talking about was that, for example, if it's a weekend and it's the weekend, so you decide to go to sleep at 12 a.m., but your usual sleep time during the week is 10 p.m. And let's say you go to bed at 12 a.m. and you even sleep in until 10 a.m. the next day. This podcast was saying that you will feel absolutely exhausted the next day because you basically completely offset your circadian rhythm or your body's typical way of knowing when it has to gain energy and when it has to rest. I think the very, very first time I began to feel extremely happy and energized in my adolescence was when I was working abroad in California. Of course, I'm sure the beautiful ocean and California sunshine also helped, but the main thing I noticed was that because I was working at the time, I would have a really consistent sleeping and eating time, which basically helped regulate my circadian rhythm without me knowing it. So I would basically wake up at the same time for work every day. I would be exposed to plenty of sunlight because I would eat my breakfast and have my coffee outside. And that was kind of like a signal to my body without me knowing that hey, it's time to wake up and get your day started. And in addition to that, I would exercise at the same time each day because that just worked with my schedule. I would eat at the same times every day because lunch was at the same time every day, so it was breakfast (laughs) because I had to go to work. And dinner just happened to be like around 7, 7.30 p.m. each night. And I just started to notice that I was so energized on a daily basis and because I was eating at those consistent times each day 
My body also felt incredible, and I noticed my metabolism had actually kind of stabilized, so I wouldn't feel hungry outside of those periods of time where I would eat. There's scientific evidence that says if you have consistent meal times, you actually help regulate your body and how well you're able to metabolize food, and this offers you an immense source of energy. So when you start to push yourself to eat meals at the same time every day, this also helps to regulate your biological clock of when your body is supposed to feel energized throughout the day and when it's supposed to slow down. And I think having this regular meal time can be quite transformative on how you feel because you become quite regulated in all these biological activities that are essential for us. And it really helps you preserve your energy in the right way. And in turn, this just helps you feel happier because you just have more energy mentally and physically. Basically, what I want you to take away from this is the more that we deviate or fluctuate away from this natural kind of linear sleep and wake cycle that we're supposed to follow, the more mental and physical health issues will accumulate. So a natural linear sleep cycle should be just basically as best you can going to bed at the same time every night when it starts to get dark around that time and rising at the same time every morning around when the sun rises so that you can be exposed to a full spectrum of daylight. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, like if you if you have a night out and you want to go out with friends, of course, do that. One day is not going to disrupt your whole cycle, but generally to your overall happiness and energy, having this consistent sleep and wake cycle as well as consistent times throughout the day where you're eating will work wonders on your energy. And this is just something I really want you to take away because I think it's not something that was talked about and learning about it, it just made so much sense to me. After I got back from California and I came back to university, I really started to implement sleeping at the right time, waking at the right time, eating at consistent times, and I just noticed I was way more energized to work throughout the day, way more energy to socialize. So I just think following this circadian rhythm could really help transform your life, and it's not um, something that's too difficult to implement. It's actually quite natural. Over time, just including this, it will have wonderful effects on your body and your mental health. A big part of what this podcast was saying was that there is scientific evidence that people who go to sleep later and wake up later have an overwhelmingly higher level of depression and even failures in their work or academic life. So 
sleeping early and waking up early, there's evidence that those who do that just tend to enjoy life more and perform better. I think there was a study that they were talking about specifically about college students who had really different and funky sleep and wake cycles. So they would go to bed sometimes at 1 a.m., sometimes at 10 p.m., sometimes at 2 a.m., and just wake up at all these kind of distorted hours. There was a study where they forced these college students, not forced, but (laughs) asked these college students to go on a camping trip. And they said, well, okay, just go to sleep whenever you want. Um, and wake up whenever you want. Obviously, they had no alarm or anything like that, so they would go to sleep. Naturally, their bodies told them, go to sleep when the sun goes down, and they would wake up naturally when the sun rised. And after, I think, just three days of doing this, going to sleep at the same time, waking at the same time when the sun rose, they felt so much energy in their day-to-day life that it just completely reset their biological clock and when they did end up going back home to college they started to just naturally implement this into their life and they noticed that it had absolutely tremendous effects on how happy they felt and how much energy they were feeling. Moving on to the next habit that offered me a lot of happiness in my life, which is exercise. I did want to go a little bit against the grain and actually offer habits that maybe were more unfamiliar, (laughs) but exercise is great, so I'm going to talk about it. I feel like sometimes there's a lot of advertisement in the wellness industry just like really advertising exercise but I think that there's maybe a wrong way to go about exercise and if we don't exercise in the right way we can actually deplete our energy rather than gain energy. For example when I was in high school I had a gym membership and I would always go to the gym around 6 p.m. And I just, over the years, I really got into know myself and I know that I don't have energy past 3 p.m. I'm not as productive. I don't really feel like studying. I don't really feel like working. I don't really feel like working out. So I'm much more of a morning person where I wake up and I could probably do a ton of work in the morning and exercise in the morning and feel great. But past 3 p.m., I really don't have that much energy. So I noticed when I would go to the gym in high school, I would be working out. But actually, at the end of that, I would feel really depleted uh, and exhausted of energy the next day. And it actually caused me to gain weight, even though I was exercising. This all goes into the circadian rhythm as well, that we should be exercising at times when we have the most energy, because exercise should be a way to indicate to our body, okay, it's time to wake up and 
get our day started. So for me, my best time to exercise is in the morning. I realized exercise should feel good and it should feel fun and especially if you want to gain energy from it. So just generally going back to the circadian rhythm, there's just evidence that you should be working out during the time of day when you have the most energy and that time when you work out should be consistent. For me, working out at 5 p.m. was definitely not when I had the most energy and I was also doing workouts that didn't necessarily feel good in my body, whether that was pushing weights. I, I just always felt extremely low energy from that workout and now throughout time I've realized I really love working out in the morning and that's when I tend to feel the most energy and tend to feel the most rejuvenated after a workout. One of my favorite ways to appreciate a good workout is through hiking. I think walking is just my favorite way to explore the world around me and appreciate my surroundings and can also be a great workout if you're willing to walk a lot. I really got into this because anytime that I travel to a new place or just end up in a new place, I love walking to every destination that I have to go to and I notice it just feels fantastic in my body. I feel so energized after I go spend time in nature, even in a city, and I'm just, it's the time when I feel like really in tune with my body, and that is a type of exercise for me that is simple but really powerful and impactful to my overall happiness. In addition to that, running has always felt incredible in my body because it really, especially after the workout, causes me to feel really connected to my body and is a great source of gaining energy, especially early in the morning for me. Another type of exercise that has offered me a lot of happiness is yoga. I just really got into this over the years on just my own accord and especially in Costa Rica I noticed that when I would do morning yoga flows it just gave me a lot of peace and positive energy to bring into my day. Overall I just think inviting the right type of exercise which just means an exercise that feels good in your body and something you enjoy doing is an incredible way to offer yourself energy and offer yourself more happiness. Going back to the science of it, I think it's really important that if you are implementing exercise into your life that you do it at a consistent time because this really just helps your body know when to offer you energy from it and yeah, it's just something, it's a habit that has really positively shaped my life.
Okay, now I'm going to move on from habits that are more scientific-based to just simple habits that are more personal that I've noticed have really inspired me to lead a life I love and just feel happy in my day-to-day life. And so the third habit, I think I'm on the third habit, I'm going to talk about is inviting daily curiosity into my life. When I think to leaders that truly have revolutionized my life, whether they're close friends, family, authors, teachers, scientists, global leaders, it's always people that have this intense flame of open-mindedness to the world around them, or just are extremely curious to learn from life. When I was burning out in my first year of university, I noticed I was not at all inspired to learn anything new on my own time, to read, to just be curious about the world around me. I would just kind of study a ton of information get extremely exhausted from it and then when 6 or 7 p.m. hit I would just want to turn on Netflix. I would feel absolutely dead and in the morning I would just carry on that way. I realized that I wasn't really spending my energy doing what I loved so it kind of depleted my curiosity for the world around me. So When I switched my degree and I just started experimenting and exploring new courses, first of all, that just opened my lens about the world because I was just thinking in all these different perspectives because I was taking so many different courses and so many different things, whether that was science, math, philosophy, psychology, just all these different types of courses. It was completely opening my mind but when I switched my degree and I finally found something I was I just listened to my heart and I found something I was deeply passionate about I noticed that even though I was working a lot even more than maybe my first year of university I invited so much curiosity about the world around me and I think this is what makes me so happy on a daily basis is that I'm so interested to learn from people, people's experiences or learn from my schoolwork or learn from books and it's just one of the main reasons that I get up in the morning and that I feel so in love with life is that I want to learn from the world around me as much as you can. Notice if you aren't curious about the world around you and kind of inquire, where is my energy being depleted? Why don't I feel energized by learning new things? Because I think this curiosity is one of the most wonderful things about being human and it's kind of what keeps us young in a way. For example, through this daily open-mindedness, I've really began to want to learn new languages 
especially after learning about linguistic relativism in psychology, which is basically just this idea that when we speak various languages or when we speak a specific language, it kind of it completely changes the way our brain perceives the world around us. So the more languages you know, the more ways there are to perceive the world, which is really interesting. Offering this lens of open-mindedness can really help you feel fascinated to want to get your day started on a daily basis and feel kind of youthful and happy in your day-to-day life. The very last habit is something that has truly allowed me to feel happy and healthy on a day-to-day basis, offering myself daily compassion. There is such a difference when you wake up and you rush into your day and you don't really take a moment to just check in with yourself and set an intention of okay, what seeds do I want to water today? Do I want to water the seeds of compassion and gratitude for the world around me? Or do I want to continue to water the stress that's been accumulating this week? For me, doing a morning meditation for 30 minutes in the morning has really helped me just take a moment and then slow right down in order to be able to appreciate the world around me. It is such a beautiful practice for me because in that meditation, it feels as though I'm taking care of myself and offering myself compassion with just a moment to slow down and be grateful for the world around me. So because I practice that daily compassion in myself, take the time to take care of myself, First of all, I'm able to connect with that compassion throughout my day. If I do get anxious throughout the day, if somebody does do something that hurts me, if I get sad throughout my day, I'm able to just much more quickly bounce back from that adversity. And doing this, practicing this daily compassion, allows me to also offer it to other people because I'm really a believer that if we are not mentally well in ourselves, how, how can we offer it to other people? How can we show up as our best selves if we don't even know how to care for ourselves first? There is a concept in Buddhism called storehouse consciousness, which basically is a concept that There are different seeds within us that we might not be aware of if we don't take the time to look. So in each one of us, there are seeds of sadness, of anger, of happiness, of peace, of all these different things. One of the wonderful things about meditation is that we have the time to look deeply into those seeds by just being in the present moment and fuel the right things that we want to offer ourselves and the world. So if we notice that we're feeling really angry one day, 
just taking the time to notice that helps that seed to flourish into something else. If not, I might be fueling anger within myself without me knowing it if I don't take the time to look. So daily compassion has been crucial to my internal happiness, being able to come back from challenge in the right way, showing up for people in the right way, and it's probably one of the most prominent themes of my life. The last thing I'm going to talk about in this episode isn't a habit or anything, but it's simply the fact that you have the ability to cut off what is not contributing to your happiness. And I'm truly a believer that we might not have the space to invite these happy habits that can help us in our life. We might not have the space for that if we haven't yet become aware of what is kind of depleting our happiness. So I think what's most important is to be really kind and gentle with yourself and just notice, where is my energy going on a daily basis? Is there something that I'm doing that is depleting my energy and causing me some sort of suffering or unhappiness? Something I noticed that I slowly began to cut off over time was that I would have a lot of social anxiety in the past. So I would kind of, without me knowing it, I would avoid taking university courses that involved any form of presentation or public speaking because I was just so, I was scared of my social anxiety itself. And that was a really toxic habit without me knowing it. Another one was avoiding big social events just because I was really scared of how people would perceive me. And before I took the time to look, I was just letting this kind of social anxiety run my life. And it was something that was just from so long ago, from when I was a little girl. And without me knowing it, it just started to affect the way that I showed up in the world as a young adult and the moment that I did begin to notice that there were habits that were contributing to my social anxiety that's when I realized wow okay there there are certain things that I'm doing that are contributing to my unhappiness and I have the power to cut them off right now (laughs) So I started to enroll in courses that I was just interested in, and if they involve public speaking, then I took that as an opportunity to overcome this fear of feeling unheard and feeling like what I had to say wasn't valuable, because this was just a fear from so long ago when I was a little girl and it didn't serve me anymore and i just saw that and i was like i want to i want to break free of these habits that don't serve me and i remember a time that i really started to break free of this social anxiety and just offer more positive habits to myself was i enrolled in this course that was really fascinating to me and there was this big component of the course where participation was like 30% of our grade and we just had to 
do the readings and talk about them. And I was so nervous, so nervous every class. And I even had this presentation that I had to do. And I was so, so nervous about it. But um, I actually decided that my professor was someone that I wanted to open up to about this. And I just said, I, I wanted to enroll in this course because I'm really passionate about it. And I am scared of public speaking. And I just wanted you to know that. She was so supportive and just so kind about it that it gave me confidence that I have the power to break away from habits or thought patterns or intrusive thoughts that are no longer serving me and allow myself to thrive and be a happier person. And through that, I really, really overcame my social anxiety and I guess I'm still in the process of completely breaking away from it, but it feels so much lighter. I feel so much happier now. And so I just wanted to say, as a concluding note, if there are habits or thoughts that really just feel negative and are sucking your happiness, you do have the power to break free from them and offer yourself happiness. That, I think, is going to be how I conclude today. This is probably one of the longest episodes I've ever done, but I really loved recording, and thank you so much for hearing me out on this episode. I don't know if these habits will work for you, but I hope it just gave you a little bit of insight into some things that have transformed my life for the better. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.